Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Soleri. As a life coach, Nancy can teach you how to stay strong under pressure and work through challenges you face. Being legally blind, Nancy inspires others to be resilient in overcoming obstacles and live full out. You can ask Nancy for advice in your life on relationships, finance, business, health, and more. Just call in at 800-333-0001. Once again, that's 800-333-0001. Now, here's Nancy. Hello and welcome to the Living Full Out Show. My name is Nancy Soleri and today we're going to be talking about making adjustments in life. Wow, I can tell you, life is going to give us those curveballs, right? There's going to be those unknown moments. So we have to make adjustments, but how do we do that with ease, with confidence? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to be taking your calls. Again, that number is 800-333-0001. I'm standing by and I'll give you the motivation that you need or at least some ideas to get you going. Also, if you want to hear today's show again, go to livingfullout.com. All of our episodes are waiting there for you. Or if you have Alexa, you can check us out there or go to your app store. Either way, just look for the Living Full Out radio show and you can be supported on the go. And we want to hear from you. If you need um, resources on today's topic or additional coaching beyond today's show, reach out to us at connect at livingfullout.com. Also, we would like to hear from you if you have an inspirational story that you'd like to share with our community. We're all about learning those life lessons and, and really getting empowered and revived together. So go to connect at livingfullout.com and share with us your story because it's all about making the most out of life and especially when we have to make these adjustments, right? So I'm getting word from our producer that we actually have a caller on the line. I'm going to go ahead and say hello to them. Hi, welcome to the Living Full Out Show. Hi, Nancy. Hi, welcome to the Living Full Out Show. Hi, thank you for calling in. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, I just had a question. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, my father was never really a part of my life, but more recently he's been trying to reach out to me. And I just feel a little conflicted about whether or not I should be receptive of his effort, of his effort. Mm. That's a really great question. Um, and, and just to give you a little context, I don't know exactly your situation, but I can kind of appreciate it because uh, my parents were divorced when I was 10 and my dad and I lived in separate states. So we had a, a gap of time that we were communicating as well. And here's what I can say is relationships are all going to have different levels of depth. And so in that your father and you've had this gap of time where you weren't as close, you do have the ability to get to know each other at whatever level you feel comfortable with. You might tell your dad your inner darkest thoughts and hopes and dreams, or you might keep it really kind of surfacy and really be a cheerleader for him and then vice versa if he could be a strong advocate for you and in just kind of more of a friendship dialogue. But it really starts with that first step of just taking that risk, taking a chance, trusting in the other person. Now, have you started dialogue? 
yet, or are you just kind of thinking about it? No, just thinking about it right now. Okay. And what is your biggest concern or worry? Um, just trusting him and letting him back into my life, like assuming mm-hmm. that he won't leave again. Mm-hmm. And, and let's just look at the worst case scenario. What if you start dialogue with him? It's good for about a month or two, and then he leaves again, and you don't hear from him. Have you built enough of a base in your life, and do you have enough supporters in your life that you think you could get past that? Or do you think that would be really hard to overcome? I think at this point I'd be able to get past it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then let's consider the fact that you guys talk and you develop some sort of a relationship. Maybe, again, it's that friendship or surface, or maybe it's deep. You have to ask yourself, is the risk versus the reward, right? And, yes, there's the risk that your father may not be in your life, but the reward is that he is. Because there may be stories there or things that you want to know about how he grew up or your grandparents or how things were when you were younger. And you're not going to get those if you don't try. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would go into it not guarded if you can. Because if you go into it guarded, then the other person's guarded. It's kind of like a mirror, right? We kind of mirror each other. It's kind of like you're looking at someone and your arms are crossed. It's so funny. You'll notice that eventually they'll cross their arms. And it's same with Uh when we're talking to each other. If someone is posturing or guarded, the other person picks up to that, and they're postured and guarded. So just do yourself the best you can to be as open as you can and just give as much of yourself as you feel like you can. But I'm confident that if you do that, number one, you might develop a great relationship with your dad, and then it will will be all worth it. And if not, at least you can look back in your life and say, I tried, I did. You know, you don't have regrets. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. And so I say go for it because it's all about truly living full out. You just don't, you just want to make sure that you've, you've gobbled up all of life that you can. And that includes relationships. Okay. So thank you so much for calling in and we'll be thinking about you and, and wish you all the best. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. And for everybody listening, that caller had a great um, question. These are life adjustments we have to make. Do we let somebody back into our life that has hurt us? Do we ante up again? Do we take that risk? Sometimes you have to in order to get that reward. Now I'm getting word from our call that we have another call in our line from our producer. Hello, welcome to Living Full Out Show. Hi, welcome to the show. Michael? Oh, hi, Michael. Thank you for calling in. How can we help you today? Uh, I just had a question I'd like a little advice on, just because mm-hmm. I'm having trouble deciding what to do. Yeah. So I'm a, I am recently graduated from San Diego State University back in May uh-huh. this year. And since then, I've been on the job search. So these past few months have been a little difficult. But luckily, how it is, how it stands now, I now have currently have two job offers open. And one mm-hmm. of them is up here in Northern California, where I'm, where I live, and the second one is was is down in Southern California, where I went to school. So right now I'm having difficulty deciding whether to stay up here in Northern Cal, where I'm more comfortable, my all my family's here, or to just get the job down down in San Diego, where I will essentially be more living on my own, getting I feel like I'd be able to grow up as a person a little quicker, 
And I'm just, I'm just having trouble deciding which way to go. Well, I actually really appreciate that you're considering your relationship so much. You know, that seems to be a big decision maker in the whole thing. But what you really also want to consider is which job would you enjoy the most? Which one would advance you in your career the most? I think from what the looks of both of them, I'm very interested in both of them. That's why I wish it would be an easier choice of, oh, this one looks better from what the managers I met up with. I would prefer work here. But I met, I went to both locations. I interviewed at both locations. And from both, mm-hmm. I got good vibes and good feelings from both of them. And so if maybe if someone there... uh, in San Diego was offered over here, I might have accepted that one. But mm-hmm. if I had to choose, I prefer the one in Southern California a little more. But I don't okay. know if that little more is worth me moving over there and having to get an apartment and essentially living on my own. But well, I don't know. so I'm still so going so, over it back and forth. So it sounds like you can't really lose. So both jobs sound very equal, although the one in San Diego sounds a little bit better. So let's give San Diego a plus, okay? So that has one. The other one in Northern California has zero, okay? But then you got to look at the yeah. fact that on you're going to be living on your own which actually could help you grow faster, um, whereas the other one has your family. So let's give each one one and one, right? So now Northern California has one, Southern California has two, okay? Yeah. But then you want, you really want to weigh out your life choices. So, for example, sometimes people move away for a job, and then they find themselves so far away from their families that, you know, they're not, they're not able to go home for holidays or... They're missing moments they wish they weren't because they're not there. And sometimes they get stuck. They meet a, a relationship and they get settled, and, and then they're always away from those people. So you really have to decide, are the relationships that you're around worth giving up that San Diego job for? Because that had two, where the Northern California had one. But if it okay. is, then I say you do that because you can't take your 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 awards with you in life. You can't take your money with you. But it's the life experiences, it's the memories with people, places that you can relish in. Does that make sense? So it's really going to come yeah, back no, it to... Yeah, mm-hmm, Yep. But here's the good news. I don't think you can lose either way. I think you have two really good options. And just follow your heart, Okay. I'm guessing Thank you're you. probably I'm guessing you're probably gonna go to San Diego. That's just my hunch, but I could be wrong. So keep us posted because <laughs> we'd like to know. Okay. No, I, yeah, yeah, but, I definitely will. Yeah, but thank you so much for calling in and uh, we wish you all the best and, and go out there and live full out. You can't lose. Okay? All right, and for everybody much. listening today, it's all about making those adjustments in life and making those choices, but we can do it together. And coming up in our next segment, we're going to be joined by our inspirational guest, Lydia Joyner, who's going to talk about having lived in 35 foster homes between the age of zero and 18. Wow, that's a lot of homes. How did she do that? And how did she live full out doing so? We'll be right back after this break. Stay with us. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I liked kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Tomorrow? <laughs> Let's check with Mom. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to return the kayak. Just make sure you have everything. Yep. 
Can we walk home? How about a taxi? 233 North Maple, please. It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Also, find fun activities to do like boating and biking or camping and hiking. Plus, much more. It's all right in your naturehood. Best day ever. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Don't you wish that getting your child to eat right, move more, and spend less time in front of a screen could be as easy as pushing a button? It might not be that simple, but you do have more power than you know. And you can maximize that power with proven strategies, tips, and tools from the National Institutes of Health's We Can, or Ways to Enhance Children's Activity and Nutrition program. We Can offers all kinds of resources, including fun recipes and activities the family can do together to show you the way to live a healthier lifestyle. We're not saying it's easy. We are saying that it can be done. Take the first step today. Call 1-866-359-3226 for a free We Can Parents Handbook. And be sure to visit the We Can website at wecan.nhlbi.nih.gov for free information, too. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Today, my new dad and I shot off a rocket in the park. Today, my new son and I failed to shoot off a rocket. He knew exactly what to do. I had no clue what I was doing. We set up the rocket. We set up the rocket. Hit ignition. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free Anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hit ignition. And then? And then nothing. <laughs> Sometimes I laugh when I'm frustrated. Then out of nowhere, the rocket launched into the air. The rocket did get into the air. I've never seen anything fly so high. And then crashed into a kite. Look out! Look out! And then the pond. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day, even if I tried. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. 
It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Solari. With Nancy's expertise, you'll learn how to embrace your potential and strive for success. If you have a question or need further support, send us an email at connect at livingfulloutcom Now, here's Nancy. Welcome back. I'm Nancy Solari, and this is the Living Full Out Show. And today we're talking about making adjustments in life. And I have brought you a very special inspirational guest for today, Lydia Joyner. And she grew up in the foster system, having been in 35 different homes. Now, that's going to shape somebody. That's going to make somebody have to adjust. In fact, she had to change her name even four times. So I'd like to welcome Lydia to the show so that she can open our eyes wider to how we can make adjustments in life with ease. So, Lydia, welcome to the show. Hi, Nancy. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. question. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Honestly, you, you're... For all that you've gone through, you're such a lighthearted spirit, and and so I appreciate that. And the foster system is just this big abyss, right? We know there's kids out there that need homes, yet it's so hard to foster a child and even adopt a child from the foster system. It's like a, it's a good system and a tricky system all at the same time. And can you share with us, first of all, just take us back a bit, what led you to become in the foster system? What was your growing up, and, and why did you end up there? Um, for just a short story, it's, my mom had paranoid schizophrenia when, and was in also a prostitution ring, was highly addicted to drugs. We grew up in poverty, and she did what she could to survive. And in the midst of that, she ended up committing suicide, um, was put in jail, and right after gave up her rights. And so, therefore, I ended up um, in foster care after I'd already been in for three years as an orphan of the state. And so I went from there to four failed adoptions to living homeless on my own to going to school to being where I am now. <laughs> That's like the so small talk, sort of every So talk about making adjustments. You've really done it. And when you look at your time in the foster system, and I know when we're toddlers and really young, we may not be able to get the best glimpse of it. We know right from wrong. But do you think you had more positive experiences or negative? Um, I don't look at it positive or negative. It's just what it is, and it's what was occurring and what my storyline was. But I always, always had a inner voice that was very strong. It's predominant in me even still today. And it got me into a lot of trouble when I was little, but it also helped me survive. I also did have um, angels in the community that took care of me. I lived in my car that had rain coming from the ceiling, and a community member bought me a brand-new car. Still to this day, I have no idea. Um, I had teachers help me along the way. I lived with teachers. So when I needed help, the community picked up. And the inner fire that I had, when that happened, the two of those combined helped me succeed even further than even kids that had normal, okay lives. I did very well as a child because of those things. Wow. I mean, that well, whoever bought you that car, I mean, that's awesome. That's that's such an mm-hmm. angel. I still don't and, know. Okay. 
<laughs> so, so this, well, we're going to give them a shout out. We thank them today. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, exactly. You know, and, and one of the things that I think is so important, whether you're in the foster system or not, is just going through life and trusting people. But do you think that you had a, a, a good shake at being able to trust people or not? Because you were in it really from, you know, birth. So did you have a pretty easy time trusting people? Because you were in so many different homes or were you more guarded? I would say uh, very guarded, but I was always wanting to have a home. So I had to allow myself to be open more than I actually felt inside. I still deal with that now. Um, Like I said, I was talking to you earlier where I have just recently had a divorce and I'm in another relationship. But I still, even if I'm at, you know, the grocery store and they tell me how much money it is, I'll look through the receipt just to make sure because I don't trust anything, really. It really takes a validation for me, even still as an adult, to figure out that, yes, this is okay and this is normal compared to what I actually grew up with. Right. And and, and although you grew up in so many different homes and had so many social workers and changed your name four times and all, all of this change, all of these adjustments, is there a silver lining? When you look back, do you think, you're, do you think there's any reasons for why you're better for the experience? Um. Absolutely. I, first of all, became a chameleon. So um, anything that came to change, I was pretty adaptable. I fought it in resistance, as all human beings do when it comes to change. But the suffering of it was too much and it was too painful. And so I allowed to surrender to it. And that's what I do every day. Whenever I have Mm -hmm. to change, I change. And I got that very, very early on and know that nothing seems the same forever. We all live and we all die. And so therefore, in between, if we're not breathing in the moments, we've missed everything. And I never wanted to continue on with that. Mm. And, and not everybody's lives are different how they grew up. You know, I grew up with a single mother. Obviously, your mother had passed away. But did you have um, role models along the way? Did you have parental guides going in and out of so many homes? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I uh, have very few people that I can count on my hand that actually are either still alive or knew me as one person throughout all of the different names and identities that I've lived through. And um, my high school cheerleading coach was also my school counselor and my adult life yoga mentor and teacher. And um, when I was going through an illness through my divorce, I had tonsillitis. Um, she was doing USA uh, championships and then went overseas and had no idea what was going on with me, but has always, throughout all of my names and everything, just always kept in touch with me. I sent a picture of my tonsils and said, I'm not doing so well. First thing I know is there's a package at my door. I'm, you know, 37 years old at 35 at the time when this happened. And there she was still giving care package for me to eat, to drink, to take care of me and nourish me until... She could come home and um, she was there for me for everything. So I just, I have people with me still that stuck with me as a child. And because of those people, I, um, I, I made a rainbow. I found my, you know, gold of luck because it made me balance everything from childhood to now, which a lot of people struggle through and I still do. But because of those people, I struggle less. When you, uh, I, I don't know if in all your different homes, because there are 35 of them, I'm sure there were multiple children in some of the homes. Do you think that you had a better experience the most or about the same? 
Uh, well, there are about 500,000 uh, foster children in and out of the system every year that's coming in and aging out or being adopted. Uh, my story is probably way over on the dark side compared to most. I have rape, murder, and suicide in my story. A lot yeah. of kids do have a parent that commits suicide or, you know, they have poverty, um, things like that. But I went through everything that you can imagine, and it was incomprehensible. I couldn't comprehend it. Um, at the time, I had my banker boxes from foster care since I was 15. It took me until I was 33 until I could even open them and write them. I had a very bad experience compared to most, so I'm yeah. always going to have a story bigger um, than most people do. Well, you know, it just kind of gives us some sort of a, a, a reference point from your story compared to others in the system. And we're going to have to take a, a commercial break here, Lydia. So I want you to stay with us and we'll continue on and in talking about what you went through and how you made those adjustments and survived. So stay with us. And for everybody listening today, it is about figuring out where you are in your life, where you want to go, what adjustments you have to make. And you don't have to do them by yourself. So we're right here beside you every step of the way. And so we're going to be coming right back with Lydia Joyner talking about making adjustments in life. We'll be right back. I'm Nancy Soleri. This is the Living Full Out Show, and stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Soleri. There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. There are sounds that wake you up. Sounds that make you smile. (laughs) Sounds that energize you. (laughs) And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices. Use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hello, my name is Jeffrey, but people in this town call me Maniac. They call me that because I'm the fastest runner in town. But just because everyone knows who I am doesn't mean I belong. I don't really belong anywhere. You see, I'm an orphan, and I wander the streets just looking for a place that I can truly call home. My name is Maniac McGee, and I'm all alone. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Maniac McGee by Jerry Spinelli. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Look for the bare necessities. The bare necessities of healthy living are easier than you think. You better believe it. And the food pyramid shows you the way. With just the right amount of exercise and the necessary grains, vegetables, fruits, milk, and meats and beans. Just the bare necessities of life. So eat right, be active, and have fun. Yeah, man. For your own path to a healthier you, visit MyPyramid.gov. This is really living. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Ag Council. 
Hi, my name is Nancy Stellari, host of the Living Full Out Show. I am excited to let you know that we are now associated with Alexa. If you have Alexa in your house and you didn't know that, go ahead and find Living Full Out because you can hear us anytime you want. And we're there for you to keep you motivated. Go to your app store because we're located there as well. Just look for Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Living Full Out Radio Show. It's important to us that we put out really inspiring programming, but we want to make sure that you have it at your fingertips when you need us most. We never know when those challenges are going to come, when we're going to feel lonely and need that motivation. So just know that when you need us, we're here for you. Check out Alexa, the app stores, or go to livingfullout.com. Here's to you living full out. What if I could tell you that a full-blown wildfire was going to occur tomorrow right where you live? tell you exactly which neighborhoods it would engulf and how fast it would do it the first thing you would do is talk with your loved ones and make a plan today it's true i can't tell you a wildfire will strike tomorrow but shouldn't you make a plan anyway go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today don't wait communicate brought to you by fema and the ad council Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Solari. As a life coach, Nancy can teach you how to stay strong under pressure and work through challenges you face. Being legally blind, Nancy inspires others to be resilient in overcoming obstacles and live full out. You can ask Nancy for advice in your life on relationships, finance, business, health, and more. Just call in at 800-333-0001. Once again, that's 800-333-0001. Now, here's Nancy. Welcome back to the Living Full Out Show. My name is Nancy Soleri, and today we're talking about making adjustments in life and what we need to do to be able to do that with ease. And we have our inspirational guest today, Lydia Joyner, who, who grew up in the foster system in 35 different homes and had to change her name four different times. So 
she's very well uh, equipped to adjust in life and she's continued to do so. So I'd very much like to welcome Lydia back to the show. Hi, Lydia. Hi, Nancy. Thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, Lydia, I just want to ask you, because you were on the side of the foster system growing up in it and as a child. And I've had friends of mine who have tried to adopt and foster as adults, wanting to be there for children. And it seems really hard. And I know that even you had three failed adoptions. And why was that? Why did some of those not go through? Well, I actually had four legal failed adoptions. And Mm. uh, I would say, honestly, the biggest component of them not following through is, one, they are not ill-prepared for having a child that's been through trauma and also seeks home no matter what the environment and culture changes to them. They will always want to look for home no matter what age they are. Um, It's hard for uh, adoptive parents or foster parents to um, deal with that. There's not a lot of support on their side. Secondly, I think the biggest reason why it failed for me was there was no follow-up. I was homeless, already run away out of my fourth home, and they got my Social Security money. They never reported me. So nobody even had an idea or clue, and I didn't want to go back into foster care, so I didn't report myself. Um, So I would say that there was no follow-up and there was no pre-care. That was the hardest part. And I think for um, adoptive parents, it's really hard because sometimes they do get the child and then a law changes or a judge decides that the parent has gotten better even though they decided that they couldn't have them. And they'll take the child from the adoptive parent or they'll leave the child in foster care like they did me. And I just kept failing and failing because... I didn't really have one social worker follow up on me. I was just a case that kept going from one person to the next. So it's just, mm. it's a hard system all around because it's so privatized, yeah. especially. Yeah, now. and I, I appreciate you sharing that with us because we're getting your side of it from your perspective. And and believe it or not, there's supposed to be benefits in place for those who go through the foster system and come out at 18, and, and you didn't get those benefits either. And what were those benefits that you would have got, and why didn't you get them? Um, ultimately the biggest one that I would have gotten would be college. And because my fourth adoption did not report me and I did not report myself, I was considered legally adopted, even though I had been in the foster care system since I was seven. And therefore the, um, educational system did not care. All they wanted to see was that I was in foster care, um, as I was, um, aging out or, um, that I was independent living. And because I was legally adopted, I lost um, my college fund. Secondly, my health care did not um, follow through and I was not equipped to get health care. And so my health declined from the time that I had left until just a couple years ago. And I had gone all the way up to having a hysterectomy, tonsillectomy. I mean, half my body's been cut out since foster care because I've had so many documented medical issues that were not taken care of before, during, and after my entire wow. stay there. Well, and let me say, I am so sorry about that, that you've had that experience because, you know, this has really followed you all through adult life. I mean, even in recent years, you found yourself mismanaging money, getting evicted, and it's really because you didn't get the life skills. And really, whether you grow up in a household with one parent, two parents, or extended family, those life skills as a child are so important. You know, how do you how do you spend money? How do you earn money? How do you manage it? And you didn't get that. 
And so where are you today oh, no. now it's, with it's your life actually, skills? I don't want to, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm, my phone just cut out at the same time. I think yours just echoed, but I didn't, I didn't want to cut you off, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to say that when you say that life skills um, are like the most important, it really is the most important. My life skills are horrible. I still look at my checking account and can't tell the difference between red and blue or black, what's given, what's taken. I, I have a, a major dyslexia um, and comprehension when it comes to reading. I couldn't read or write until the third grade. So everything that I've gone through and everything I've done has been really quite hard. And when you become an adult out of the system, you become invisible. Nobody looks at you like they would if somebody said you have autism or Asperger's or something like that, where it appears that I actually have some kind of, you know, um, almost cousin to that the way that I am because I have a social anxiety. I don't do well with writing and, and dealing with numbers and stuff. So life skills is the most important. If I had that dedicated to me where I was being taught it and it was over and over time, like we should, and we still do our kids, even when they're older and they're adults, like we're always teaching everybody, then it would have been so much easier and better for me. Well, I, I, I hear you on that. And I think we all could use those life skills, but you really didn't get those. And I know in recent years, I mean, you, you, you got married, uh, you had two kids, but you then got divorced. And one of the things that you longed for was trust, was that sense of belonging. And I know after your divorce, you went online and you were seeking a different relationship, not just a one-on-one because you felt like you needed more than that. What did you end up finding online and, and what relationship type are you in today? Well, I went from being in a relationship with a male. I have never mm-hmm. been with a female before. I've been singly just with him for 16 years right after high school, had two children with him. And uh, we had been reading articles about um, relationships with people where they would add a third, usually a female. It's not the other way around unless you're in the community, um, um, which a lot of men do have a third. They're into the polyamory uh, lifestyle. I did not know the word polyamory. I did not know the word gay or bi or lesbian or what would be called of me. But over time during my relationship that was ending with my ex-husband, I went online and I was looking for a relationship of a male and female energy. I felt that I had both of them myself and I wasn't getting fulfilled with that in my relationship. And it was something that I really wanted to move forward in, not knowing that it would be something involved that people would look at as my career. They would look at my childhood um, and they would judge me upon the idea of being with a man and a woman and a polyamorous relationship, not polygamy, which a lot of people get confused. But a polyamorous relationship for me is um, just that you can love more than one. And for me, it's a man and a woman. And it completed an energy in me that I had never had done before. And not a lot of people talk about it. There's not a lot of shows, not a lot of you know, material basically on it. Um, and I really started to get into the relationship with them to where now we full on live together. I raise my children. They have a daughter. Um, we all raise together. I live with them as if we were all three married. And um, so the relationship is beautiful. And the trust in the issues that I've had all through growing up all started to dissipate with them. There was so much courage and um, bravery between them of dating me because they've been married for 25 years. Um, to even allow another person in a relationship was a big thing, and it's different for a lot of people to hear. Um, but I'm very much in love, and I'm very happy, and I'm just trying to move forward with, 
you know, all the other things that I'm doing. So, well, and I think that's interesting because, you know, this whole time over your entire life, you've been trying to figure out who you are and how to trust people and how to get those life Interestingly enough, now you live with a couple, and I'm sure he teaches you life skills of a male, of a father, of a husband, and she teaches you life skills as a mother, as a wife, and then you kind of adopt them all, I'm guessing. Yeah, actually, it's so funny the way you put it, because a lot of people will judge and, and just be like, oh my gosh, it's a little girl that didn't have a mom and a dad, and she was abused, and she grew up in foster care. And so whenever I would speak for foster care, when people found out that I was dating a man and a woman, let alone moving in with them or accepting a ring from them, even though it's not legal to be married with three people, um, it, it was a big um, change for me personally in my heart. I couldn't any longer go online. Yes, I want to speak for this organization or do this for you and not say who I am. And I've had other foster kids that are gay that speak that have... Um, huge scholarships from senators and if they knew that they were um, in the gay community they would cut them off in a second so Mm. I became really afraid of that my whole life had been based around telling my story and I really wanted to jump away from that in many ways so not only did I um, gain a mom and a dad really I did with them but um, an uncle and an aunt and a grandmother and a grandfather and a friend (laughs) you got a whole family and two people everything yeah, I did. I, well, really I, I think, did, and it takes a community to me. So, yeah, no, I think I mean I, I I celebrate finding that home, that sense of home, and for everybody that's going to be different. And so for you, you found your way home. And I, we only have thirty seconds here that to, for our interview. I just want you to tell me in thirty seconds, just quick words of wisdom on how you made the adjustments. What would be one secret ingredient that you think got you through all these years? The secret, I would say the secret ingredient that has gotten me through all of these years is based on one thing. It was the inner voice that I listened to, not all of the naysayers around me. We all have an inner voice and it gets so strong. The, the long time that we like go against it, the more it's just going to like hammer you in the back of the head. And my inner voice told me what I wanted and I started to follow it. And that's how I became happier. Mm. I love that. I love that. And for everybody listening today, hear what she said there, that inner voice. So what is your inner voice telling you today? And and stay with the positive. Don't go with the negative inner voices, but go with the positive ones. <laughs> and I and I because there is a distinction, right? We've all had those dark thoughts. But thank you so much for sharing that inner voice idea because it just takes that one insight to run with and Lydia we really wish you the best here at the living full out community Um, I'm so glad you have found your home that safe spot people that you can trust because that's what it means to live full out so we wish you all the best as you keep moving in through your journey (laughs) thank you so much Nancy I love your show thank you so much and have a great day thank you Lydia And for everybody listening today, it's about figuring out how to make those adjustments in life. Sometimes it's that inner voice. Sometimes it's the supporters in our life. Sometimes it's just taking a risk, trial and error. But whatever you do, do something. Remember, you're in this game of life to play it big. So step out there, roll the dice, see what happens, and take that chance. So we're going to be coming right back after this break, taking your calls. 
But today it's all about making those adjustments in life so we can thrive in life. I am Nancy Solari, the Still Living Full Out Show, and we'll be right back after this break. Stay with us. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. The following message is about Medicaid and CHIP, free or low-cost health coverage for kids and teens. Enrollment is open year-round. Hey, voice lady, give me the mic. Um, okay. Hey, DJ, let's switch up the music. That's better. So listen up, moms and dads out there. There are these programs called Medicaid and CHIP. They offer free or low-cost health coverage for kids. Things like doctor and dentist visits, prescriptions, and shots are covered. All the stuff that keeps kids like me healthy and in charge. So, as you can tell, a covered kid is a confident kid. And it means confident parents, too. To learn more about affordable health coverage for your family, visit healthcare.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. That's 1-877-543-7669. Yep, you could do something big for your family today because enrollment is open year-round. This has been a message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And Sophia. They're going to jump out of trees. You can't stop them. They'll go down the slide head first. They'll make parachutes out of sheets. They'll balance on things that are impossible to balance on, like the back of a couch or a windowsill or a scooter seat. They'll run with sharp objects. They'll run into walls. They'll climb things that won't hold their weight. They'll put their fingers in places where they could get smashed. They'll drive their tricycles down steep hills. They'll bounce balls off their faces. They'll step on each other. They'll jump on each other. They'll invent whole new ways to put themselves in jeopardy. But one of the most dangerous things kids will do happens while they're sitting perfectly still. Kids who ride in a car without a booster seat are much more likely to suffer serious or fatal injury during a crash than kids in boosters. But amazingly, 80% of all kids who need them aren't in them. After a toddler seat and until they're four foot nine, boost your kids and don't let them down. Go to BoosterSeat.gov to learn more about the importance of boosters. A message from the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Have you ever lost a cat? And have you ever wanted to get your cat back after you lost it? I'm Andrew Hoffman. I invented the lost cat magnet. Just turn it on and lost cats stick to it. Just listen to one satisfied cat. That's proof. You should invent stuff too. But remember, don't do a lost cat magnet. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. We are your pets, and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. Enroll, we say, we want you to be okay. 
Health insurance is now affordable and covers prescriptions, hospitalizations, and preventive care. Visit GetCoveredAmerica.org to learn more. And take care, people. Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council. When making adjustments in life, always consider the pros and cons of which direction you're going to go. But ultimately, you have to take that step forward. Be willing and able to make a mistake because we learn in times of failing. And then who knows, great things might be right around the corner. But if you hold yourself back, you'll never know. It's all about putting yourself out there and living full out. listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Soleri. Nancy is here as a guide to show you how to rise above obstacles and savor each moment. If you have a question, call in live at 800-333-0001. That's 800-333-0001. And now, here's Nancy. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Nancy Soleri, and this is the Living Full Out Show. And we've been talking about making adjustments in life and what needs to be considered in doing so and what resources, what supporters we might need. But that's why we dedicated the show to all of you to really assess where do you want to be in life and what action plan do we need to put together to get you there. Now, I'm getting word from our producer that we do have a caller on the line. I'm going to go say hello to them. Hi, welcome to the Living Full Out Show. Hello, thank you for calling in. How can I help you? Hi, my name is Edmundo, and um, my wife and I suffered a car accident. That leads to struggles physical and financial, and I want to know how to overcome with my anxiety and, and stress. Mm. Well, first of all, I am so sorry that you went through that accident. I'm sure that was scary and and just really needing to take all the energy you have to recover. And, and so is, is the, the anxiety that you face right now, is it due to physical pains that you have, the emotional or the financial? Where's the biggest pain? Oh, physical and financial too. Yeah, okay. What Have you, first of all, have you gone online to see what resources may be out there? free or low cost to help you during this time? Have you done an online search? Okay. Okay, okay. That's the first place I would start, okay? Because when you go through an accident, and I've been there, and it's it takes time to heal from not just the physical wounds, but also the emotional, you know, traumatic stress that you get from reliving the accident, and so you want to make sure that you get self-care when it comes to the emotional part. So perhaps if you have insurance, it, obviously it makes it a lot easier, right? Because then you have different resources, you know, considering if there is a therapist that you can talk to, uh, even a physical therapist for th- with, help you with the rehabilitation. But why I mention the online search is because there there are financial institutions and organizations that are dedicated to helping people overcome um, moments of tragedy and crisis. So I think it'd be important in your local area to see what's available. And most of all, have you confided in friends and family about needs that you might have? Have you asked for help? Yeah, I asked somebody for help. Okay. And have they helped you? Were they Were they welcoming to help you? Well, uh, 
Yeah, he helped me, but I, I thought that I needed more help because I, I lead with all this stuff. Okay. In times, what I've learned over my life is that in times when I've been the most stressed, when I've had anxiety, when I've over, when I've experienced loss, I noticed in my life that not one friend can can cover one need. So what you want to look at is all the people in your life. Maybe maybe it's a coworker you're close to. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's a friend. And again, it could even be a stranger, someone you don't even know yet at one of those organizations that you might find online. But it's turning to each of those people because they're all going to have different skill sets and abilities, whether that be physically to help you or financially to help you. So it's really putting out there the help that you need even beyond that one person. So I think beyond for today's call, what I want to encourage you to do is assess the people in your life that you could choose to turn to for support and then go ahead and do an online search to see what other organizations, free or low cost, could be there to support you. And if you do that, I think you're going to find that you are going to be able to get past this anxiety. But I'm so sorry that you went through that accident, and I just wish you and your wife a speedy recovery. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much for your Thank you for calling in. And for everybody listening, I'm so glad that he called in about that because the thing is, is it can feel very lonely when you're stressed, when you're in pain, when you feel like the options are limited. But that's why our arms are always open wide for you. And I mean that sincerely. Even after today's show, if you need support, reach out to us at connect at livingfullout.com. We want to make sure that you realize that you're not alone. Our entire Living Full Out family, we have Rich and Aaron and Riley and Camille and Brianna and so many people that just want to make sure that you are living your life full out. Today, we've talked a lot about making life adjustments. I realize that's not done in a snap. It takes sometimes an entire village of people to help move us along, especially when we when we're down, when we're feeling sad or maybe even injured. So think about those people that you can turn to in your life. Put yourself out there. Be expressive about what you're going through. What I've learned is that some of the worst things that you can do is keep emotions bottle up inside. Really watch the words that you say to yourself. Try to speak positively to yourself and also about the future. Because I do believe that we can make adjustments when we're looking forward. Don't look in the past. The woulda, coulda, shudders are gone. Look into the future and also enjoy the present. I wish you all a great day. Here's to you living for life. Thank you for listening to the Living Full Out Show with Nancy Solari. To learn more about this program, visit livingfullout.com for the latest episodes. Connect with the Living Full Out community by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you have an inspirational story you want to share, email us at connect at livingfullout.com. Here's to you, Living Full Out.